Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Waiting for this moment to arrive Blackbird singing the dead of night Take a go <laughs> Blackbird singing the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arrive <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of American Brews and Tunes Yes, hello everybody this is a bi-weekly podcast in which myself and Jesse talk about two of the greatest things in one place. Those two greatest things are, of course, beer and music. Beer and music? I thought you were talking about comic books and brownies. Oh, well, you know, those two are also both very good things, but not quite the best. Oh. Well, anyways, my name's Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. On this uh, this is, what episode number is this? I believe 11. 11? That would make sense since last yes. last time we recorded it was episode 10. Yes. I can only assume that next episode will be episode 12. And so now, um, as you might have realized, we have surpassed the amount of episodes that Star Wars has. So that's, that's quite a milestone. It is a milestone. So like, give it up for us. Yes. We are galactic. We are, we are galactically superior. Yeah. No Death Star can take us out. Yeah. Since, <laughs> um, like I've said before, since all of you listen vigilantly, you already know which uh, which albums that we're li- we have been listening to for this past two weeks. Yes, but just in case this is your first episode, which who how could that be possible? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? They've but, been living under a rock like Patrick Star. Oh, Patrick. But anyways, if if you don't know what albums we've listened to, here's what it is. This past two weeks, Jesse has had me listen to an album called They Want My Soul by a band called Spoon. Yes, and Steve has had me listen to the album Make Your Mark by the band Living With Lions. And I can't even imagine living with lions. That just sounds crazy. Yeah, it'd be... uh, Unless you work in the circus. It'd be pretty tough to live with some lions. Word. But enough about music. We'll we'll come back to that uh, in a little bit. Yes, we'll come back to both those albums. Um, in just a second here, but, or probably more than a second. But on to the more important portion of, well, on to the important. equally as important portion of the podcast. Yes, but and, and equally as important and equally as exciting. Yes. I'm just as excited about this next part of the podcast as I was about the music. And <laughs> exactly. Since, since this part isn't the music part, it has to be the beer part. I mean, this isn't tunes. makes only logical sense. This that's, must be brews. Yeah, so if one part of the podcast is brews, then that's this one. Exactly. Because we already went through the music, we already talked briefly about the music. And by golly, do I have a big bruise from kicking the door accidentally with my foot? Woo! By all black do and blue. You? Jeez. Yeah. It happens. No. But we're not talking about, about that kind that of bruise. Part of bruise. <laughs> we're talking about beer <laughs> We're bruise. talking about beer. Um, so I'm going to start it off. Uh... A little while back, around Black Friday of last year... Not around. It was exactly on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was exactly on Black Friday. We go to this place called Craft Brood in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. 
And in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but we go to this place called Craft Brood, and on Black Friday they have a lot of really great deals. You get there super early, just like any other store, and except in, instead of buying like uh, flat screen TVs and uh, DVDs or uh, I don't know, I guess people buy futons probably. <laughs> probably. Do they have any deals on cereal normally or like food? I don't think so. Probably not. But Maybe. Craft Brood has deals on deals beer. On beer. And there are a few beers that are released once um, a year. There, once a year, uh, the the big one is the Goose Island Bourbon County brand stout. We each got two, three of those. Yeah, two of the regulars and a coffee. And a coffee. Yeah, it was a good year for us. So uh, at some point on the podcast, we're gonna have those. Yeah, who knows when? But that's not what you're having this but week. You're the, having a different beer that you got Black Friday, correct? Yes, uh, it is the it is Dogfish Heads 120 minute IPA. And for those of you who uh, remember, I believe it was. Two it was whenever we was it the, last uh, week? Yeah, I think it was last week. It was uh, two weeks ago, technically. Uh, I had the Dogfish Head 90-minute IPA as yes. my uh, reminiscent beer of my, my first real um, yep. enjoyable IPA. Yeah. So this is kind of related a little bit because it's like the 90-minute, but this one's the 120-minute. Yep. Which refers to the boil time. Yes. So, so instead of just 90 minutes, an hour and a half, it is now... 120 minutes, yeah. which is two hours. And they dry hop this one a lot. Yes, they do. Um, but what I've heard is that as you age it, it uh, mellows out mm-hmm. and tastes probably tastes better, I would assume. I've had um, it fresh before, but I've never had it aged. Yes. So during Black Friday, I think we were at the Flying Saucer and we had it fresh. Yes, we did. I believe. It is um, potent. Yes, very, very potent. Um, but this one was bottled on 9-1-16. Yeah, eight months old. So this is... I'm pretty, yeah, eight months. So I'm going to taste it after eight months, and I actually have another one in my room mm-hmm. that I'll probably taste, I don't know, maybe after a year yeah, or a year and a half or something like that. It's a very boozy beer. Yes. And I am not having anything like that. I'm, my beer is toned back, but very flavorful nonetheless. Yes, it's a very a, interesting one. Very interesting. It's by a brewery called Catalba, which I believe is in uh, maybe North Catawba. Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. Catalba. This beer is called Peanut Butter Jelly Time, and is an ale. I've had... A bunch of other ones, uh, like peanut butter and jelly stouts, but I've never had a peanut butter and jelly ale. Right. And it says this is an ale brewed with raspberries and peanuts. Yes. Now, I'm curious as to what this will taste like. I'm, true. I, I don't know. True, because before, we have had beers that have claimed to be peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And, like, and have claimed to be like a peanut butter stout or a peanut butter jelly porter or yeah. something like that. And they usually, the ones I've had kind of taste like, you get the peanut butter flavor and maybe a little, Definitely maybe the a peanut little butter flavor. berry flavor afterwards, but it was never, it was close, but never convincing. Right. So I'm exactly. curious about this one. And just as a note, they do have a picture of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the can. Uh, on the front of the can? On the back of the can is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the ground with a bunch of ants running around and an empty beer can. So like, think you're at a, think of if you're at a picnic. Peanut butter and jelly and beer. And you uh, have you leave your peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the uh, ground and like go take a walk. Antfest 09. Antfest 09, exactly. Yeah. Or Antfest, Antfest 017. That's what yeah. it is. Anyways, what do, you say, what do you say we crack these? Yeah, well, you're going to open yours because yours is in a can. Mine's in a can. Jesse's is in a bottle. So let's crack them open. Ooh, that was a nice sound. Mine was a very pleasant sound. So, uh, why don't you start off with how your smells? Oh my gosh! Ooh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it literally smells like peanut butter and jelly mixed together. Let me smell it. Get a whiff of that. Wow. If you were to stick your nose 
in like between, a bowl full of peanut butter and jellies? In between like a, a container of peanut butter and a container of jelly and just kind of let it sit there. That's exactly what it would smell like. So it smells, it smells very good. Color-wise, I was expecting this to be much more like a, a light lager, almost like a yingling or something. It kind of is. It's more like an amber. It's, it's a little darker than I expected. It kind of looks like it would be the same color as yingling. And it's, it is odd because, like, like I said before, the only uh, peanut butter and jelly beers I've had were stouts. So, the, yeah. So it's much weird different. seeing this. It's, let's say, like a, an amber, like light brown amber. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you pour yours so. and see what yours looks um, like? Well, first of all, this smells a lot different than I remember. Let me get a whiff of that. Six months in, or eight months in. Huh. It smells way less pungent, at least from what I can remember. Ooh, that is... Wow. It's really a weird color. Yeah, yours, is, yours isn't very heady, and mine's very heady. Yeah. Meaning there's not very many bubbles in Jesse's beer. Foam, if you want to call it foam. foam. Bubbles. I just a wee bit of the bubbly. On top of your, I mean, on top of mine, and a lot of bubbly on yours. So what do you say we uh, give it the old uh, one-two uh, catchphrase and down the hatch? Yeah, the magic word. Yeah, the magic word catchphrase. And shib it a beep it Hot dog! This tastes like a peanut butter and jelly. I shouldn't have said hot dog because oh, that my goodness. really doesn't taste like a hot dogs. It, uh, this tastes so much like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> hot dog! This tastes like hot dogs. Yeah. No, no, I said hot dog. This tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But when I'm talking, talking about taste, I shouldn't say hot dogs first. Yeah. Because I really well, don't all, like yeah, hot dogs. You hate hot dogs. <laughs> but my goodness, I was, it was just an, like an exclamatory term to use. Like, hot dog! Wow! Yeah. Uh, my This literally tastes like I'm biting into a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Really? Uh-huh, in liquid form. I, I'm going to take another sip and I'll describe it even more. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah. Wow. It even tastes like the bread. That's that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't have guessed that at all. Yeah, that's uh, unheard of. At least I haven't tasted a beer that is like that. Would you like to, before you describe yours, would you like to taste this and yeah, see what you I'll think? Yeah, I'll give it I'll give it a shot and see see if it holds up to what you just said. Yeah, give it a whirl. See if it holds up to my uh, initial. Well, it definitely is still, I mean, you just smell it. It's like I'm sticking my nose in a, in a jar of Jif. Jif. <laughs> definitely not Skippy. And you know how choosy moms choose Jif, so. Yes. Actually, <laughs> Choosy Stevens choose the cheaper brand. Probably Kroger brand. <laughs> well, Choosy Jessies choose beers that chew, that smell like Jif. Fair enough. All right, let's give this a shot. What do you think? My goodness, it is exactly as you said. It this, tastes this, literally. This t- just in: Jesse agrees with everything that Stephen says, no, validating not. everything that Stephen has ever said. He's always correct. <laughs> not true, but I do agree with you on this. Fair enough. Um, that is that. It yeah, you're right. It, you can taste the bread. Literally, it tastes it tastes more like wheat bread to me than white bread. Yeah. I can, but, I can see that. But still, to, to be able to get that flavor in there so well is job well done, Catawba Brewing, or Catawba, however you pronounce it. Catawba. Catawba. Catawba, yeah. Um, Catawba. I'm going to have to take another sip of mine now because the peanut butter and jelly and bread flavor overpowered it a yeah. little bit. See so what you think about your uh, Dogfish Head 120-minute IPA. 120-minute IPA. Yeah, and again, this is after eight months. And so I remember the last time I had it, it was like it was very boozy, but also the hop was a huge punch, like yeah. a very, very present hop. It's an expensive little bottle of beer, too. $10 for a 12-ounce bottle, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, but still, it's not something that you would drink a lot of, or you would drink that in 
10 minutes or wow. go through a couple of those during a sports game. No, no, you pretty much have one of these and then like that's one for really the handle. the night, one for the yeah. week. Maybe. Yeah, because I think it's what, at like 18%? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. 18%. Um, and Can it, you def- imagine that? it definitely shows in the taste. Yeah. Um, it is a flavor that builds steadily over t- over the time that the flavor like lingers in your mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it almost has that that liquor type burn like if you were to just like take, take a sip of whiskey or something like that it makes it makes your mouth really warm yeah and that's what this one does it, like Can you it, get, it get that warming sensation going down in your throat yeah but not as much a, not as much as like a, a glass of bourbon or something. no 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 not as much as liquor but it definitely has that, that reminiscent same... of it. nice nice is there some sediment in your glass there is there's little chunks floating around which that's might throw sign. some people off but that just means it's unfiltered yeah which is usually a good sign yeah, usually, usually means you get more some, flavor yeah Normally, anyway. Not a bad thing at all. So, what say you? Shall we delve into the album? Yes. You want to go first this time? I will, yeah. I'll go first this time. Um, This just in. Jesse is going first this time. (laughs) On American Brews and Tunes. This just in. (sighs) I was going to try and burp there, but it didn't come out. (laughs) Um, This just in. Jesse was unable to burp. The burp tally remains zero. zero, to zero. Speaking of which, uh, yeah, do, burp we have, tally. do we have a, a prize for this week's burp tally? This just in. <coughs> there we go. This just in. Jesse finally burped, and I'm about to unveil the prize. Nice. What How is about it? this? The loser has to buy the winner Taco Bell. Ooh, that's a... Um, I like the idea, but maybe it should be something else that won't give us explosive bowel movements. Nope. Okay. Taco Bell. Okay, sounds good. So I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to uh, uh, lose this one, so I don't have to eat Taco Bell. Well, Actually, who am I kidding? I'm gonna eat Taco yeah, Bell anyway. <laughs> I was gonna say if 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 I lose and we go to Taco Bell and I have to buy Taco Bell, I'm still gonna buy some for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you do the same. Yeah. I'm not gonna not have Taco Bell just because I have to buy you Taco Bell. That's a good point. Taco Bell is so bad for you, but it tastes so good. It really does. It tastes amazing. Yeah. Um. So again. Uh, oh, there you go. That's one for each of us. Whoa, the burps even taste like peanut butter and jelly. That's pretty awesome. Yes, it is awesome. Um, but anyway, so for those of you who have forgotten what album I listened to, it is... <laughs> In those ten minutes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's called Make Your Mark, and it is by the band Living With Lions. And if I, if I remember correctly, did you tell me that they're from Canada? They might be. There's definitely, when you listen to the album, there's some words you say that sound like they're Canadian. I can't remember off the top of my head. For some reason, I feel like you said that to me I, one I, time. I think so. Um, um, I could be wrong, so... You know what? They're from, a, they're from somewhere in the world. I'll do a search while you're talking okay, about Okay, yeah, this. yeah. And actually, I heard about these guys in college. Yeah, from Daniela, right? Yeah, from our, our friend Daniela. She... I don't, I'm not really sure why, but she burnt me this CD... Uh, and I ended up really liking it, but she burnt it backwards, like the track. Oh, track really? Listing. Yeah. So it started out with the <laughs> outro. The outro. That was the first song I heard. That's funny. And I was like, "This is a strange way to start off the album." Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a very strange way to start off an album. Um, but I, I liked it enough um, to get the album or to listen to. It. And so I, I liked it a lot, and I ended up recommending it for you. <clears throat> oh my goodness! Even these burps are like really strong. <laughs> well, I mean, imagine if you had one twenty-minute floating around in you. It's gonna you're, yeah, maybe you'll have uh, 120 burps a minute. That would be insane. Actually, that's two burps a second. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, 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 I'd be like a machine. No, <laughs> 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 
literally be like a machine gun. I think you would die because you wouldn't be able to breathe and all of the air would leave your lungs. We don't want you to burp 120 times a minute. If that could happen, that would be hilarious. Your obituary read this. He died doing Jesse what he Titus passed this, this last <laughs> Friday. This Friday. He died from belching at a rate of 120, 120 minutes per minute. <laughs> it was a great episode. <laughs> he is survived by everyone else. For the first 20 minutes of the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a good one for 20 minutes anyway. Oh, no. I probably would have finished the episode. Talked about both albums while I'm just lying there, passed out dead. Yeah, I'd have to do it in your memory. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, uh, we gress. We um, really gress, yeah. Uh, okay, so living with lions, make your mark. Um, I'm just going to kind of go over my overall impression and to kind of give people context about like how they sound and kind of the I like the type of music it is. And I have just confirmed that they are from Vancouver. Okay, yeah, which yeah. Which means yes, they're Canadian, eh? So, so they're a bunch of hosers, eh? Oh, you hoser, let me talk about the album, eh? Yeah, talk about the album, you hosehead. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so this uh one of the albums that Steve had listened to earlier was an album by I'm the Avalanche. Correct. And um they Living with Lions is very similar in terms of the singing style, not like, exactly the same voice. Like gruff But more gruff, more like yelling rather than melodic. There's definitely melody, but you hear, yes, that's yes. not the first thing you hear. That's, you, 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 hear, hear you hear less of yeah. that than... Um, you hear, err. Well, not err, but... I know, but a growly, gruffy, gravelly. So, How about gravelly? That's a better word. But yeah, more gravelly. <laughs> if you know a band that you listen to normally that has kind of more of a gruff, gravelly singer tone, um, then that's definitely... Um, We'll put this singer in context a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. And the music is um, usually not light. It's usually always heavy, um, overdriven, distorted. Rocky. Uh, very rocky. You know, fast drum beats, you know, great bass parts, um, mm-hmm. whatever else. Um, but so that's a little bit of context um, to give you kind of an idea of what this album sounds like in general. Yeah. So let's get started. Yes, let's. With track number one, She's a Hack is what it's called. She's a Hack. Um, this song is um, awesome. I love this song. The uh, Just a great song to start off with. There, there's like this really weird like uh, nah, nah, nah. part. What, what, what? One, two, one, two. What, what, And then they say, hello. And then. Yeah. So it starts off with this like weird little part where this guy's like, hey, yeah, what, 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 one, 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 one. It sounds like they interviewed some guy on the street and recorded his voice. Yeah, and they were like, hey, say one of the things that you like to say. And hey, crazy guy, that. what's on your mind? No, 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 whoa, 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 no, 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 hi, yo, whoa, hello. Yeah, well, but for, for an album starter, this is just like... Uh, in your face, like a... It knocks it out of the park. It's as if, uh, it's not quite a grand slam, but if uh, people were on first and second and they got a home run. So a three-run home run. Not like quite a, a... Like a baby grand slam. An yeah, like grand a, slam. a mini grand slam. It's as if a grand slam uh, just maybe was using steroids and so he had to um, take a couple days off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, that's anyway. A, that's anyway, a good analogy, I guess. <laughs> so I, no, it's a terrible analogy. It is a terrible analogy. Um, I was just trying to be nice. But <laughs> you don't have to be nice to me. That was terrible. <laughs> 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 uh, 
What are you thinking? I know, exactly. Come on, man! But suffice to say, this is a great album opener. Mm-hmm. Um, super fast, like fast drums. The chorus is so catchy. Won't you tell me what's on your mind? Defense down and so secure. Yeah, exactly. Even though I don't think they have harmonies in their song. No, they have uh, very few harmonies. Yeah, they're not a harmony-driven band. No, definitely not. That's where the more uh, gruff, gravelly singing comes in. They kind of compensate for that. Um, but essentially what I can tell is that this song is about a girl who is a hack. Self-explanatory. Um, she, it's a song about a girl he wishes he never met. You yeah. Know, like he wishes he never met her because like she's only brought him like pain. Like She never tells him what's on his mind, what's on her mind. Yeah. Um, and essentially, like, he's essentially just saying, like, I really wish I never met you. Yeah. Because my life would be better, yeah, without you in it. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of sad. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Um, But it's really, like, happy, like, the the melody's happy and fast. Yeah, and, like, at first you hear, like, the first kind of chord is, like, really kind of minor and, like, more dissonant. But then they come in with, like, the first couple chords of the song and it turns major and, like, super fast and awesome. So, um... I gave that song a 4 out of 5. I mean, 4.5 out of 5. Sorry. Good rating. Um, and I also gave it a star. So that means recommendation. Recommendation. Um, who knows if it's my number one recommendation? I would probably have to guess no because I'm peering at your list, but I won't give away anything for <laughs> yeah, the listeners. Yeah, don't give away anything for the listeners. Come on now. I didn't give it away. This is a professional podcast. Not really. Yeah, it is. I think you have to make money to make it professional. No. We've made money on this podcast. Wink, wink. <laughs> from our sponsors yeah from our like sponsors Tree Shelf a Tree great Shelf. natural band look them up on Facebook and Spotify now back to the program perfect um, coming back from the commercial break um, we're on to track number two there will not be a commercial break between every track uh, so track or will th- there be or will there be <laughs> uh, but we digress again track number two we digress quite a lot uh, so track number two it's called Wrong Place, comma, Right Time. Good song. Um, the title kind of says it all. It's a song about, you know, being in the wrong place, but as it happens, that it was at a good time for you to be in that wrong place. And that's against the, the popular saying, right place, wrong right time. Right place. No, right place, right time. Right place, wrong time? Yeah. A wrong place at the wrong time? Wrong place at the wrong time, or right place at the right time. I don't think it's the other I way. But I don't think I've heard this phrase of it before, wrong place, no. right time. No, because whenever I first listened to it, I was like, wrong place, wrong time. Like, I automatically thought wrong time for the yeah. second one, but it's actually right time. Yeah, so they switched up a little. Um, this is a, a slower song compared to the first one. I'm saying in general, of the, okay, how enough. the whole album feels. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit slower, more rocky, less like punk or like fast rock, you know? Um, so I gave it a three out of five. Definitely not my favorite. I like still, that song. Still very catchy. I think there's some fast elements. I'm trying to remember the verse. I think the verses are fast. Yeah, but sometimes as I'm listening to the as I was listening listening to this album, um, I found that a lot of the times on some of the songs that I really liked, the verses and choruses were really good. Mm-hmm. So on a song like this, where the verses maybe didn't catch my attention as much as the chorus. Fair enough. I can I can get behind that. So, I gave that one a 3 out of 5. Now, we'll break from our regularly scheduled programming for this commercial. Hello, and welcome to another show about sponsors for the, the great podcast, American Brews and Tunes. Hello, sir, what's your name? Bill. Bill, what do you do for a living? 
I fly planes. Wow, Bill, that's amazing. Now, who do you trust for your engine needs? Uh, Pep Boys. Pep Boys. <laughs> wow, that's great. They help Co- my, my plane engine. <laughs> my plane engine never fails me. <laughs> that's super. And now, back to our regularly scheduled program. On to track number three. This song is called A Bottle of Charades, or Ooh. as some people say, charades. I like this song a lot, the chorus. I'll let you explain it. Um, hey ya! Hey ya! <laughs> you never let me explain the chorus. <laughs> oh my sorry, goodness. Sorry, sorry. That's all I'm going to say. All right, so the first thing I wrote down about this song is said, very catchy chorus, in parentheses, hey ya. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the song. I know, exactly. The chorus is amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. There's something on my mind. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, but essentially, this song is. I kind of get the title A Bottle of Charades. Um, charades, you're acting out something, right? Yeah. And so. Pretending. A bottle of charades, a bottle of stuff that people have acted out, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but essentially, the song, from what I can tell, is about keeping feelings. Or opinions bottled up. Bottled up. Yeah. Like like this title, bottled up. So one of the lyrics was, um, I can't express myself tonight. So like he's talking about just like not being able to express himself. So doing charades is expressing something. So mm-hmm. a, a bottle of charades is like he's bottling up all of his like emotions or um, opinions on something. What'd you rate this one? I gave this one a five out of five. Wow, that's pretty dar- pretty darn good. And I also gave it a star. Oh, so it's another recommendation, as uh, our si. Spanish-speaking friends would say. Si, muy bueno. Ha ha ha, oui. Uh, yeah, or as our French listeners would say. Uh, Sacre bleu. J'aime, la, j'aime, j'aime la musique uh, punk rock. Uh, j'aime pas la escargot, le béton magique, uh, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oui. <laughs> oh my god. Champs Elysees. <laughs> It's a place. It's a place. Yes. Yeah. And now a break from our right. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you continue. Okay. Uh, so track four um, is called Granny Steps. I think this is the first one that doesn't have a fast beat to it anywhere in the song. Uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's a slow song though. No, it's definitely not. And. Uh, um, and this one, uh, kind of the same thing that I was talking about earlier happens, where uh, the verses like aren't super catchy, um, but then in this song specifically, the chorus completely makes up for it. It says, down, down, downtown is barely breathing. And so it seems like this song is about trying to make something right. At least that's what the lyrics lead me to believe. And instead of baby steps towards those problems, they just kind of say granny steps, I guess. Is that, would you say, how, how do granny steps compare to baby steps? Uh, baby steps are probably actually longer. If you think about it, like, think about a grandma walking around. She's like shuffling. A baby is like taking leaps and bounds and falling over forward. How about this for an M. Night Shyamalan twist? Okay. Granny's in a hover round. Ooh, don't let you want to be stepping at all. So it wouldn't be granny steps. She'd have to have her walker out. True, I guess. 
with her shawl on. So that was the ultimate M. Night Shyamalan twist. I thought it was going one way, and then I would twist it out. This just in. The granny was walking this whole time. This just in. She's not really a granny, but a young lady who just looks like an old lady. It's like in that one movie where they dress a young man up as a grandpa. Yeah, that movie. If you know what we're talking about, that movie was funny. Is that the one with Johnny Knoxville? Yeah. Remember when he pooped on the wall? Well, the first time I saw that, I rewinded it like a million times. Yeah, I know. I died laughing. I cried a little. That scene is so funny. Oh, man, Johnny Knoxville. Enough about Johnny Knoxville and poop. Yeah, we we regressed way too much. <laughs> Let's there. get back to the album. Yes, this too we too much dilemma with our regressing. Yeah, exactly. And that's my dilemma. Wait, that's a song. I mean, that's the title of the next track. (laughs) (laughs) What a a great pun attempt. I I tried to segue so well, but it did not work. I saw the look in your eyes. We're like, this is going to work. It just, it did not work. Um, Close enough. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Here's a brief message from our sponsors. Uh, No. (laughs) Back to the program. (laughs) And that was from our sponsor. Uh, No. (laughs) They uh, tell people no for you. If you ever, if you ever like, questioning whether to do something bad or not, give them a call. <laughs> yeah, they'll talk you right out of it by just saying, "Uh, no." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you're never mind, if you're like thinking, like, should I get Taco Bell? <laughs> exactly. Let me call a uh, no. <laughs> yeah, we should create an app for this. Yeah. Uh, hello, a uh, no. Should I get some Taco Bell? Uh, uh no, no. Um, hello, I'm okay. thinking about taking out a th- um, one of those quick cash places. Should I get a loan from them? Uh, uh no. no. Hello, I'm thinking about chopping off my little toe. What do you think about that? Uh, toe. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of to- instead of, sorry, no. I uh, think, no. I think that, uh, toe meant yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, back to the, let's track number five. Back to track number five. That was a huge grass. Man, that would be a funny app, though. Like, if you're thinking about a decision, you call an app, and then they, like, tell you whether or not it's a good idea. Like a magic eight ball, but it only tells you no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just in different ways. It'll get you out of so many bad decisions. It's true. But, oh, but, uh, that could turn real bad fast, though. Well, only if people take it seriously. Oh, should I ask my fiancé to marry me? I mean, my (laughs) girlfriend to marry me? (laughs) Not Um, my fiancé. Um, no. Oh, but I really like her. I really love her. Should I go to work today? Ooh, that's a good question to ask it. Um, no. Should I shave today? Uh, during no. the during the Stanley uh, <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs. Cup playoffs. Uh, no, uh, that's good advice. No. You don't want to shave during the, the playoffs. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what the app would provide for people. Yeah, but what if it's something like, uh, should I wear my seatbelt today? <laughs> then we would program it to say for things like that. Say, um, wear yes. your seatbelt, <laughs> please. <laughs> don't listen to this app when you're doing stupid things, please. <laughs> First of all, you should not be calling me in the car. Yeah, (laughs) You should be buckling up and driving without your phone. You'd be like this. Uh, Hello, Umno. Should I wear my seatbelt? Um, Buckle up, please. (laughs) (laughs) It talks like Knight Rider. Yeah. Buckle up. Buckle up, please. Oh my gosh. We need to get back to number five. That was a very long grass, man. Track number five, My Dilemma. Uh, Whenever I first started listening to this album... Like, at first, I don't really enjoy it. You know, like, it takes me kind of a while to warm up to it. No, but that didn't happen with the album. 
At least not the entire album. Uh-huh. But it happened with this song specifically. Wow, because this is one of the ones I, I really liked from the beginning. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, at first I was like, uh, sounds kind of lame. Um, I mean, it had fast drums to start off, and like that was great. Yeah. Uh, but then they came in singing, and they said, like, My Dilemma, and I was like, oh boy, this sounds kind of cheesy and weird. You know what I mean? So here's my dilemma. I was like, okay. Normal, like, fast, kind of like punk hard rock song. Yeah. Um, but then, you as listen, I listened listen to, to it, it, it was it very much grew on me. Super good song. Um, essentially, it's, it's about a past relationship that is still haunting. Um, like, and this is where the, their other singer comes in who sounds what very whiny. What do you understand? Yeah. Not, yeah. Where he says, he says, my friends gave me fair warnings or something like that. Um, but I ignored them. So he's like talking about how his friends told him like, hey, she's not a good idea. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, and he was like, oh, I ignored them anyway. But now here's my dilemma. Like they were right. It is a bad situation. So here's my dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super awesome bridge. I think that that guy who sings on the bridge is actually their singer now, their main singer. Yeah. They had a singer on this album, and after some touring, he quit. They got another singer really? for the next album. Okay. And then I think he eventually quit. Hmm. And now the guy who sang on the bridge here is their main singer. Interesting. Yeah. There's uh, there's more wait, wait, to wait. it. So this, this so the guy who sang on this album is no longer their singer. Correct. He was the original oh, singer. Interesting. And he came back to write some songs with them on the next album, after they had some other singer problems. But he... wait, so you're saying the guy with a more whiny voice is their singer now? Yes. Interesting. That would take me. That would take some getting used to for me. Yeah, because I, I like the singer on this album way better. Yeah, same. Or at least I like him better than the whiny guy. Agreed. But I still like his voice because I'm like, oh, that's kind of like classic, yeah. like, like punk whiny voice. It is. It, it works well for the style. <laughs> yeah, but this song at the end. This is where I very much grew to like it. They bring in a piano. Oh yeah, they put there's a piano and they slow it down. It goes yeah, like they have like it's just a piano and drums then at the time, and like the drums like start off kind of fast, like keep going at a fast pace, but then they start like going halftime, halftime, and like start slowing down a lot, and it's just like a great ending to a song, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like reminiscent of what the song's about. Like so, here's my dilemma, and it's just like pondering it, I guess, which is like not like any of the other songs in the entire album. Agreed. Um. I gave that 4.5 out of 5. I did not recommend it. Um, if I could recommend 4, I would recommend this one, though. Makes sense. Uh, which gives me a pretty good idea of what you're <clears throat> recommending for the last one. Yeah. Yeah, you already know. The next song is called Cold Coffee. This um, one's not my favorite. Same. That's why I gave it a 3.5 <clears throat> out of 5. It's like the first kind of more melodic song. Yeah. Where he actually kind of sings a melody. One of the main lines is he's the boy with the words, but the words will never flow. Yeah. So essentially, he's talking about the fact that he like is really bad at expressing himself, just like a bottle of charades. Um, but then he says, at one point, he says like, if you really want to talk to me, get me a cup of coffee, and like we'll talk. So essentially, it's catchy, very catchy, but there are better tracks on the album. I agree. This, that's where I can't. That, that, that's kind of what it boiled down to. It's a skipper for me. How about that? Yeah. I don't dislike it. Like, it's not a song that I would, like, scowl at. If, if it's on, I'm not going to change it. But right. I'm not going to put this song on intentionally. Yeah, you're not going to be like, oh, I really want to listen to that album again. But I only have one song to listen to. Yeah. You wouldn't choose that one. Correct. Exactly. The next track, number seven, I also gave a 3.5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. It's called Hotel Dash Part 7. I think this one's a little. Um, it's a very, it's a much slower song. 
Um, but it also has a very catchy chorus. I mean, just like in just like what I outlined earlier, like it's all catchy stuff. It's all very good. And I'm assuming the title is like an inside, not joke, but it's like an inside, like the band knows about I th- it. I think so, yeah. But like in this song, he's like asking your friend if they remember like their past and like all the memories they've had and whatever else. Um, so it seems kind of like a, a nostalgic song, which is actually what the next song also kind of seems like. Uh, track number eight is called Coolin' with an, uh, whatever that called, an apostrophe? Yeah. Coolin' without the G. With Costa. Um, <clears throat> cool. And I wrote catchy, per usual, obviously. As per usual. Per usual. I actually tried to write per usual, but oh, I, I, tried, I tried to spell it, but I crossed out like four spellings of it. And then you did usual. And then I just said usual. Close enough. Um, As per usual. So it seems like this song is about being on tour. Um, because one of the lines is, coming home feels good for about a week. Yeah, I'd, I'd say and that's, that's he's like. Tour. Talking and like during the songs, like talking about all these like different places they've been, like different people they've hung out with, and whatever else, and like different, you know, I don't know situations. So to me, I mean, it seems like a song about being on tour. Yeah. With, with their band, I can see that. <sighs> One twenty minute. That is just so good. Now that we're uh, a chunk of the way to the podcast, do you still feel the same way about your beer? Is it kind of changing at all? Yeah, it's changing a little bit. Mine's very consistent. Really? Yeah. It's it's still delicious. It it still tastes just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The reason I say this is different is as it's got warmer, it's actually kind of mellowed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's still very very good. Makes sense. Track number nine is called <clears throat> "Park It Out Back." Oh, that's a good one. I gave this song a four out of five. Okay, so you liked it better than um, the past three songs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's more melodic, and it actually kind of has more of an existential theme to it. Existentialism. Ooh. Yeah, which Ooh. is. Which is kind of, which is very surprising for a, for a punk rock band. Yeah. I'll say pop punk. Well, I mean, now that I listen to Bad Religion and No Effects, it's not that surprising to me, I guess. But fair enough. I mean, in general, though, like just in general, in music, that's for, normally for pop popular. punk. I would uh, most of the pop punk bands uh, are about girls. Yeah, songs about girls. So it's nice. To and they have those songs in this album, but this one is very existential. <clears throat> Um, it's essentially a song about wondering what's going on in people's heads slash lives. Yeah, what up in your head? Like, they talk about... What's going on in that noggin of yours? In in the lyrics, they talk about, like, like being on an elevator, hearing elevator music. Uh-huh. And, like, wondering what's going on in the head of the guy in the suit. Or, like, the guy over there or whatever. He talks about the suit a lot, I think, right? Yeah. The line comes back. And so, it seems to me like he's, like, wondering what's going on in people's heads. And that's... Interesting, mm-hmm. because I mean, I think about that a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I think about the I, fact that I think a lot of people do. I mean, I, I think about that, the fact that everybody else has different perspective on things and Doesn't like think the same. Literally, just... I am experiencing that beer that you're drinking different, or I experienced it differently than you are experiencing. Yeah, you'll you'll you know, never experience something the same. Exactly the same. Like yeah. even colors and music and breathing. Maybe we're all colorblind and we just don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. Who knows. <laughs> but anyway, I guess we're, we're not five. Line, though that was real. Um, it was very good. Um, I would call <clears throat> this song the second to last song on the album, even Makes though it's sense. technically, even though technically, it, it's technically not. There are two songs left, but I would clump them together. Fair enough. And slash, I would just throw out the last song. In fact, the last song is an outro. 
Um, but I'll let you I'll let you explain it. Yeah. Uh, so track number ten, and if you have noticed, I've only recommended two tracks. Mm-hmm. So it has to be one of these last two tracks. And since you said that the last track is, I could throw it out. It's probably this next one. That would make sense. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> oh, do you ever get the pain of lower back? <laughs> I mean, do you ever get lower back pain? Have, hot. You, have you tried Icy Hot and it hasn't worked for you? I have. Oh Ouch, my. my back. Well, try this new product. What is it? Pikachu back? Yes, Pikachu back. <laughs> now, you might be thinking of the popular Pokemon Pikachu. That's what I'm thinking of. But this is completely different. It's a small yellow patch that shocks your back. Yes. Pikachu back. It's all in the pronunciation. (laughs) Only $5,000 if you call now. It's not Pikachu back. It's Pikachu back. Exactly. (laughs) And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about track number 10 called Dude Matters. (laughs) I can't help it. I tried to be serious there for a second. Pikachu back. <laughs> We're talking about Dude Manor. The track number 10, Dude, Dude Manor. Manor. Um, I gave this song 5 out of 5. Starred. It's probably my favorite song on the album. Either that or um, she's a hack for me. It is, it is um, one, so catchy. So fast. It is a really fast And song. essentially, it, it seems like it's a song about one of their uh, past living situations. Like a part, I'd imagine it's a part. Yeah, because they, like, they say like... Third, third story? What what is the line? I I can't so remember. Sorry, three story, two, two one B, two, two B one A, two one A, something like two yeah, one so A. So they're like this. They're like describing a an apar- a past I, apartment building. Apartment. And they probably like, nicknamed it Dude Manor. And yeah, I think they they must have. I'm gonna just go. I'm paraphrasing, guessing right now. I I think I read somewhere that they had an EP called Dude Manor before. Okay. I could be wrong. It's it's, it's got a either way has some significance. To either way, past. yeah. Yeah. This is like another inside joke. Uh-huh. Or inside title for the band, um, which is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, but R.I.P. Dude Manor, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Essentially, the song is them talking about moving on from that place. <clears throat> like at one point, they talk about the roof caving in and like whatever else. So it's a very good song. Super fast. Super catchy. Five out of five. It's, a sh- it's, a, it's a, probably one of the shorter songs the besides the outro. Yeah. But uh, my favorite part in this song is the. Uh, I don't know if it's a bridge or it's a different it's, variation it's of a kinda, verse. It's kind of a different, different variation of a verse. I know exactly. And they what you're go to halftime, and it's the garbage in, garbage out is what this place is all about. And then they talk about what's his face working on his car, and then Bill's working inside. Working on his car, uh, Bob is out working on his car. Bill's inside playing on his bass guitar. So they're just like talking about like situations that probably actually happened in their buddies in Dude Manor. Yeah. Great song. Uh, track 11 is called Outro. It's an instrumental. I could do without it. Three out of five. I really like hearing that song. I think it's pretty cool sounding. I mean, it's very cool sounding, but like... I think it would have been cool if, if they, if they, they segued it and put it together. But if they ended it on Dude Manor, and just like the last line just like had like a couple more... Ba, 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 and just like ended it like that. Now some, what if... Something like that. What if they move this outro right before Dude Manor? Like as a segue between the two songs. Doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't call it outro. they give it some other title. Uh, and put it right the before. only way I could see them keeping this is if they just 
if they combined track 10 and 11 and just made Dude Manor longer. Okay, that that, that makes more sense. That's then, the only way I could see it. Like, I, so, I don't really see it being justified. But Overall, what do you think of this album? Overall, I give this album a 4 out of 5. Um, it is a very good album. Pretty good. Um, at first, I didn't like it much. I didn't think you would at first, but I figured um, it would grow on you, just but, like I'm the Avalanche. Yeah, it definitely grew on me. Super catchy, like, whenever... Uh, Whenever the uh, the one song, which I am ranking as number one, A Bottle of Charades, mm-hmm. track number three comes on, I always smile. And actually, <laughs> whenever the first song comes on, which I also recommend, which is the second, I also smile. She's a hack. Just because that beginning funny part. Hey, what, what, what? No, 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 what, 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 what? Yeah. Hello. And then, of course, the last song that I recommend is track number 10, Dude Manor. Dude Manor. Uh, just a super fast, awesome punk song. Agreed. Just great. So I mean, if like if you're looking for, you know, an album or a band that has that gruff sounding voice with really fast, awesome rock beats, this is the band for you. Yeah. So shout out to um, Daniela for recommending this. this yeah, album exactly. For me, however long. Way to go, Daniela. Tend it. Oh yeah. It's got a nice content, both musically and lyrically, in my opinion. Agreed. So. You may proceed to your album now. All right, so I listened to They Want My Soul by the band Spoon. Funny story. Uh, Spoon is a band that I recommended to Jesse back in college. Yes, it is. He he was like, you should listen to this album, ga, 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 ga. Yes, because I I heard that um, in high school, one of my buddies, John, John Hartman. John Hartman. He uh, recommended this album. I met you once. In fact... You did meet him once. <laughs> one time at that one place. <laughs> but uh, the he, gentleman's what, what's that place called? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. But he he had me listen to that album. I think when we were um, in our portfolio class, which was like a computer graphics studio art kind of class, getting you ready yeah. for college. I had no business being in that class. I just was in there to hang out with John. Yeah. Um, but well, he had me sense. listen to that one, and I thought it was great. Um, like, don't make me a target. You got your cherry yeah. bombs. Oh, you you get your cherry bomb. That and Underdog so is, I think it's the most Underdog popular song, so probably. Good. So I showed that to you, and then um, they had another album called Transference, I think. Yeah. I listen, downloaded listen it. Listen to that one a little bit. I listened to it, and like I skimmed it, and I didn't like it, so I stopped listening to them. And then, yeah. uh, here it is, after I recommend them for you to listen to, a long yeah. time ago, you kept listening, yep. and you loved them, and so that, now, you recommended this for me. I listened to that album... Um, a lot after we graduated college, because I believe it came out in 2014, 13? Yeah, it's their... Something like that. It's their most... Well, they just came out with the album, but it was, it yes, was the one did. right before. Yes, they did. just come out with an album. Um, in the past two or three years, it came out. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, but I would always listen to this on my way to work, whenever I was uh-huh. in Minnesota, still. Okay. Um, I worked at Target at the time, and it was... Welcome about, to Target. Welcome to Target. Um, it was about a 20-minute drive, so I could pretty much listen to the entire thing in one drive. This album's nice. only about 36 minutes long, which, yeah. praise the Lord, the past, like, most of the albums you recommend for me to listen to are over an hour are long. very long. Like, uh, Hazards of Love. What are you doing to me, man? You're trying to... I'm sorry. It's a good album. Yeah, but it's so long. Anyways, um, I'm going to move on with this album. Yes, do it up, man. Uh, track number one is called Rent I Pay. Rent this I is Pay. the only song I knew before... Uh, you had me listen to this album. Hadn't because I showed you a different one too? Not that I know of. Okay. Or at least not that, not I that you remember. remember. You okay. sent me this album and maybe I, I 
on Dropbox. You sent it to me, so I li- like I, I put it on my computer. But then just didn't listen to it. I listened to Rent I Pay, and I kind of liked it, and then I never listened to anything else. Classic Steve. That's, that's a classic Steve movie, yeah. Um, anyways, um, this song is pretty rocky as far as this album goes. Uh, yes, as far as this album goes, yes. This there is are overdriven guitars. Uh, it's super catchy. Um, he kind of talks about that's the rent I pay. He says that a lot, and I'm not entirely sure what yeah, he's talking I about. Mean, but he's asking for like rest and peace. Kind of like he I can't paid get my it. dues type yeah, thing. But he, he he's asking for it, but he can't get it because that's the rent he pays is sacrificing yeah. those things. Which uh, I'm assuming some of that has to do with being in a band. Probably being in a band. Probably. I mean, I'm assuming I don't really know much about Britt Daniels, um, which is the lead singer. But I'm assuming he probably has a family of some sort. Probably. So I mean, so I'm sure. Make sacrifices to. Yeah, I'm sure to touring that. life takes a toll on all that. That's the rent I pay. This isn't Bob Dylan. No, no I didn't say that's the rent I pay. <laughs> I said that's the rent I pay. Okay. I just went up in in the uh, pay, not in timbre. Okay. Bob Dylan go pay. No, he'd say that's the rent I pay. Yeah. But this isn't Bob Dylan. This is spoon. This, is spoon. this isn't even fork. Spork or knife. This is spoon. This is just spoon. Um, or salad fork. I don't know. Uh, this song's super catchy. Uh, it's oh, yeah. really great. I give it four stars and a smiley face, which means I recommend it. Wait, you gave, you're you going back to the star system? Yes. Four full stars I and thought, a smiley face. I thought you'd come up with a different system. Nah, I, I can repeat a couple of times. Okay. All right, well, okay, so I'm familiar with this now. I had a system in mind, but I had didn't have it fully worked out, so I'll do it Okay, next well, week. maybe next week. No, because next... Well, we'll talk about next week later. Yeah, at the end of the episode. Uh, song number two, I also I also gave four stars. Nice. <clears throat> but no smiley face, so it's not a recommendation. Okay. This song's called Inside Out. And actually, the first like five or six times I heard this song, I didn't like it at all. I didn't care for it. It was boring. I was I like, kind of bleh, bleh. Well, I mean, th- that's kind of the thing about this album, is it's less rock and more kind of electronic like dance. Yeah. So but, I kind of I kind of figured that you wouldn't like it at first, yeah. but the song's called Inside Out. It's just like the Pixar movie. <laughs> no, no, it's not <laughs> in the title. Yes, literally the title. Is That's the all I'm talking about. The title. I'm not talking about content. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So uh, as far as the last song, this song is a little bit slower. It's got a like a steady groove to it. Um, and it, it's not a huge portion of the song, but the thing that sticks out to me the most is there's almost like this harp type instrument that comes in it's kind of like some picking and then like a glissando that's the word i'm looking for like glissando i I believe so for those of you don't know what a glissando is if you can imagine a full harp and someone reaches across and plays every single note yeah except in a scale except in a scale form not literally every single note yeah in a scale if you can imagine that uh that it kind of comes in and does that it's really nice um I'm not really sure entirely what he's talking about. He talks about gravity and time kind of changing. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's also talking about a girl and like being like a, a satellite around her. Yeah, a lot of their lyrics are very convoluted. But the the lyric that comes back the most is the holy roller. I don't got time for holy mm-hmm. rollers. And that's a that's a religious that's, term. Yeah, definitely. That's so a, That's definitely... He's got some religious themes that come back in the album. So it's I mean, definitely... I, I think this entire album is very much based on religious themes yeah, and i think it's people like reaching out to him um, like re- holy rollers are trying to come and yeah convert him or because he whatever. says because one of the lines that i love in this in this song is i ain't got time for holy rollers but then they wash my feet 
So they'll so, do like, things for him, like but he they, doesn't want to sit there and. Yeah, he said. He says like they, the holy rollers like they do things for me, like they do great things. But then later he also says, "But they don't make me complete." Exactly. So yeah. it's definitely not like blatantly an anti-religion song, because obviously it seems like he's saying that he like appreciates what they do, but um, he says like that's not for him essentially. So agreed. But it's a good, I, it's I a good song all around. Song. I'm surprised that it grew on me. I really didn't think it would. I absolutely love this song. Whenever it comes on, like I just like get in a really chill mood and just like kind of bounce to the the bass, yeah. the bump. It's a it's a driving bass, yeah. Yeah. So it grew on me, but uh, number three, which is called "Rainy Taxi," didn't grow on me too terribly much. I gave it oh, three yeah. stars. Um, the intro was really promising, like the mm, first like the ten dun, seconds. Dun, 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 yes. dun, and I wanted, dun. I think I wanted it to be like a major sounding song. But then that. Yes, and as soon as the rest of the instrumentation comes in, my heart sinks. My yeah. heart literally sinks. I'm like, it's it's uh, crap. It's very dissonant. Yeah, it's it's and not happy sounding. But like which sh- I I don't I don't dislike unhappy sounding songs. It's just I have an expectation. I'm not sure why. It's just I hear right, that because you've listened to so much punk. Yeah, probably. Or I, maybe so I heard blink, something that sounded so like much this. Blink-182. I don't know. Lyrically though, I think he's talking about running away. Uh, he's telling somebody else they should run, and he says, like, uh, like go away. I might join you. I don't have anything uh, else. I don't have anywhere else. Uh, um, and so it's about running away. Other than that, I'm not really sure entirely what he's talking about. He's yeah. he's, it's not the, he's not the most dense lyricist that you've had me listen but to, still, but it's still, it's still hard it's still, to decipher. Yeah, it's still yeah. very, uh, very weird. Yeah, But, I mean... Not as dense as, as the Decemberists. <laughs> definitely not. This song's catchy, but I don't care for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? The Decemberists... They might be dense, it's, but they're dense story-wise. Definitely. They're very dense story-wise. But I can at least tell what's going on. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, there's a story to follow there. Yeah. But this song, meh. I don't really care for it. On to the next song. It's called Do You. This song has a weird intro. It goes like this. Nope, that's not how it goes. It's close enough. It lingers on one note for a while. It's like... I'm sorry that I didn't get it 100% correct. It's I'm very, not Spoon. It's very chromatic. It's chromatic. Uh, it's weird. Um, it's my least favorite part of the song. I'm assuming you like it more than I do. Mm-hmm. Which is not a problem by any means. I like it a lot because I listened to it so much. Whenever it came out and grew to love it yeah, but immensely. Um, everything else in the song I really like. But that intro is really spacey and kind of weird. Well, that um, also comes back throughout the song. It does. Well, only twice, at the beginning and at the end. Um, yeah. But later on the song, he's asking, the- uh, he, he's asking a girl about a relationship. Like, he's asking her what it means. Like, is she going to continue? Like, do you want to get understood? Don't. But the, I can't remember the line where. But he's like, he's like, do you want to like leave when things are starting to get good? Yeah, I, it's right after the line you just sang. Yeah, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head though. Um, but one thing I'll say about this song is I love his voice on that do part. The do he like has a really great like growl like grass grass. It's gravelyish. Gravelyish. Yeah, like do. I can't do it. Not gonna obviously. lie though, I like his voice a lot better on ga 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 ga. In this album, he sounds a lot older. Well, why do you think that, though? Because that's the only album you've heard and that you've liked by them. No, he sounds older here. I can tell a difference in his voice. 
Yeah, you're right. I yeah. think you're right. I, I don't dislike his voice here. I just like it more on there. That, that's all I'm saying. Okay. It's not a bad voice. I like his voice. It's it's a unique voice. I really you hear like it. It's very voice. unique. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but do you? I gave three stars. Um, I like it better than even though I gave it the same rating as Rain Taxi. I like it a lot better. I like it more. Well, then it should be three three and a half stars. We'll give it three point two five. Three point two five stars. I'm not gonna come back to it probably. So one line, out of it. Yeah. The next song is called Knock Knock Knock. Which reminds me of uh, a whenever, great joke. Whenever someone knocks on the door. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Moo. <laughs> I already knew where I was going, so I did not say who. Yeah, I could see that he did, he wasn't going to answer, so I just did it. I was not falling for that. All right, rating-wise, I gave this song, knock, 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 two stars. Uh, it's a weird song. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's my stars? least favorite on the song. I do not like it. Wow. I really... I'm surprised. To say that this is a skipper is an understatement for me. Interesting. I do not like this song. I'm sorry. There's like wow, the acoustic. It's it's just that surprises me actually. Uh, well, the music I don't really care for. The melody I don't care for. The um, knock knock knock. On lyric genius, the the site I, I go to to look up lyrics. Yeah. That's the only like interesting part I found in the song actually. Um, because I I read the lyrics. I couldn't tell what he's talking about until I heard. Uh, like did some some deeper research and it, apparently it's about a friend who's addicted to drugs, mm. and the singer uh, what's his name Britt Britt Daniels he's he's writing about walking the fine line between trying to be helpful and ending up being an enabler, mm. and so that's that's kind of like a dicey issue which I very thought was interesting. very interesting, um, but other than that I didn't care for it. Wow. The I... only musical part I liked was the whistle. <whistles> yeah. And it comes yeah. back a, a couple times in the song. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of flabbergasted that you didn't like that part or that that song. Sorry, that's surprising to me. Huh. Uh, sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Let's kick it up a and notch now... by one star for number six. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> next song maybe we'll have a commercial break. Okay, yeah. Oh, we'll skip the commercial break for now. On song, to song number, number six, six, Outlier. This song is much faster and sounds. Oh yeah. A lot different. It's, it's really urgent almost. Like, do, 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 do. It's like, I don't want to say uh, ominous. <laughs> I would say. Did you just burp? I did. Okay. Would you say. As of right now, we are tied in the burp tally. Like, would you say that the song sounds. Pre- like, you know what I mean by that pressing, urgent, like, vibe? It's in the key of minor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. It seems to be like talking to somebody da, da, who's da, da, either no. moving on or somebody who's too good. Like mm. he talks about moving, like well, walking yeah. out on Garden State. Yeah, I mean the whole. That's a movie, you know, right? There's a movie Garden called State. Garden State. Yeah, it's an artsy film. It's like also a Zach uh, Braff. It's movie. also the State New Jersey model for New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, but he's talking about the movie, walking out on Garden State, like okay. walking out of the movie. And I don't want to say it's an artsy movie, but it was, uh, I don't know, more artsy kind than like artsy. the Fast and the Furious. We'll say that. <laughs> I know that's kind of vague, but it's tough. It's not very tough to be more artsy than Fast and the Furious. Bro. But I don't want to call it an art film per se. Zach Braff's in the movie. I know that it's it's got a great soundtrack. Um, and so I it's mean, talking about someone. I don't want to say he's talking about someone who's pretentious, but someone who's too good or someone's moved who's on. Pompous. Someone who who has great ideas but is pompous. Yeah. And they're so too, it, they're they're too, they're, they're, too, out, they're too stuck up. They're, they're an outlier. They're yeah. an outlier. So it makes exactly. sense. Um, I don't particularly care for this song. I like it, but it's it's not one I'm going to come back to. How about that? I gave it three stars. Okay. I don't dislike it. I don't. It's not my favorite. And now we get to the meat of the album. Yes. But before we get to that, how about a uh, commercial break? And now a message from our sponsors. Huh? Hello. 
Do you have posters on your wall, but you're afraid they're always going to get destroyed by the light in the middle of your room? Oh my gosh, I always think that. How could we possibly solve this? I don't know, I never want to turn on my light, it's so scary. Here's the solution, coffee light filters. Oh my gosh, what does that mean? We have our own coffee light filters. It is just like a coffee filter, but there's coffee grounds already built into it. You take that and you put it around your light bulb and it dims everything. Oh wow! Oh my gosh, will that save my posters from fading? Yes. Wow, how do I order this? You call us. Now back to the regularly scheduled program. Well, uh, track number seven is uh, the title track. It's called They Want My Soul. <clears throat> I gave this song, and it's the only song I gave this rating, I assure you. Yes! Five out of five. Yes! If there was one song that you could give it five out of five, it's this song. Yeah, and I gave it a smiley face, which means it's a recommendation, and I'll put it in ranking later. Um, it's definitely my favorite song on the album. Uh, it's the return of the overdriven guitars for me. Uh, almost the exact same tone that you hear on Rent I Pay. I'll say one thing. Yeah, go for it. If I recommended you this album. Yes. If you didn't like this song, I was going to be very sad. <laughs> because I felt like you would definitely like this song. I, I know you were surprised about... Um, I was surprised knock, about knock, knock, Inside knock. Out. Or in, No, no, and, I liked Inside Out. Well, you didn't like it as much as other songs, though. Yeah, but I gave it four stars. Oh, you're right. Um, yes, knock, I, was, knock, I, was knock surprised, surprised. I was surprised by Knock, Knock, Knock. Um, but I knew you would like this song, yeah. so I'm, I'm very glad that you I, like this song a lot. I quite like this song a lot. Um, yep. And this is exactly, like I said earlier, this is where the meat of the album comes yeah. in. And again... The whole reason for the album. It, 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 he goes back to some religious themes on this. He talks about oh, soul yeah. suckers. Definitely. Um, but one of my favorite lines that he actually says is, um, and for a little context, he talks about um, all these people want his soul. Like he talks about um, educ- educated folk singers want my soul, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But the, um, the best line, let me say it first. Okay. Post-sermon socialites yeah. want my soul. Yeah. And when you think about that, you're thinking of all the people who go to church just to hang out after the sermon's done to, to socialize and say, yeah, I'm at church. Post-sermon socialites want my soul. And he's talking about all these people and he's, he's essentially calling them soul suckers. I kind of just want to read the entire lyric sheet because yeah, it's, it's such, it's, it's such it's a very good interesting. song. It's yeah. such a good song. It is. And he, he like, he, it's, uh, like, my favorite reference is the soul-sucking, or the, um, I'm sorry, the post-sermon socialites, but there's a bunch of different reference he, references he gives. Do you mind if we just spend a little bit more time in this song? Yeah, but let's not read a bunch of lyrics right now. Um, I'll just read a couple, then. All right, a couple, real quick. Um, I'll read the parts where he says, they want my soul. Okay, fair um, enough. Card sharks and street preachers want my soul. Yep. All the sellers and palm readers want my soul. Post-sermon socialites. But when you think about it, like the palm readers, the uh, street preachers, the card sharks, those are people who draw you in. They're like, come on in. Like, mm-hmm. they're the people who are loud and they call you to come in, right? Yeah. And then he says, park enchanters and skin tights. All they want's my soul. Yeah, they want my soul. Exactly. Uh, and then he also says, what Steve was saying earlier, educated folk singers want my soul. Uh, Jonathan Fisk still wants my soul. Who's Jonathan you know, Fisk? He, um, I, I, the only reason I know this is because of lyricgenius.com. He is a, either the title or a subject of one of their previous songs. Oh, And I don't know entirely what that song was about, but they're referencing one of their own songs and subject matters. But then this is the most interesting part. Yep. Is when he says, I got nothing no. I want to say to him. 
They got nothing left I want. All they want's my soul. Yes. They yes, want. I know it. They want my soul. So essentially he's saying, like, all these people who have ideas about how life should be lived, they all want to obtain, um, quote-unquote, my soul. Yeah, so they're... And he obviously doesn't... I don't think he's saying his soul, but they're trying to get his attention or get him to join or well, get him to support their cause or wh- whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like... They're pulling for him to, to get in there in league with them. How about that? Yeah, like, if you're, you know, if you're religious, if you're not religious, um, if you're religious... Your soul, you know, is like who you are as a person. They want to control that. They want to keep that for their own benefit. If you're not religious, like, it's just they want to keep your attention. Yeah. And so, like, he's, he's talking, talking about, about all these people all these... want his yeah, quote-unquote soul. This is where I'm cutting you off, and it's weird. Hey, fair enough. Yeah, normally it's the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Because I cut you off all the time, but I, I feel free to cut me off. But this song is just my favorite. Like, it's so good. Um, but even beside that... There is a really catchy, I don't know if it's a pre-chorus, but the on and on, like the on and on and on and on and on and on part, super catchy. Yeah. I really like that part. Um, this this is the song that probably gets stuck in my head more than uh, a lot of the other ones. Um, I like it a lot. Let's go get out on the street. Somebody's gotta. I th- and also, like musically, there are parts that lead me to believe there's a Music Man bass being played, like a Music Man Stingray bass, and I, I really so. like the tone. I'll I'll delve into that later. I'll show you when we're not recording. But okay, yeah, I think I, that's my favorite bass. I love it. Um, five out of five. I recommend this song. But moving on to song number eight, it's called "I Just Don't Understand." And you oh, know what? I love. This I song. just don't understand why the song's on the album. I love this song. I gave it three. Uh, no, uh, sorry, I gave it two and uh, one, two, three fifths <laughs> stars. Did oh, you know that the song on. is a cover? I love this song. Did you know it's a cover? I did not, but it's still good. Um, it's a cover uh, from a lady named Anne, Anne Margaret. Does that make your name ring a bell? Anne Margaret. Yeah, it's a some some artist named Anne Margaret, a writer. But the Beatles have covered this song before. Oh, wow. Um, um <clears throat> it's it, I don't know. The fact that it's a cover does not detract from the fact that I really like their version like, of it. I like the the subject matter of it. it. It makes sense. But when you only have ten songs on an album, right? I just don't understand. Uh, I, Ten songs to include a cover is, is kind of odd. I get what you're but saying. Spoon yeah. seems like the band that they're they're not going to detract from what they want to say. If so they're yeah, going to put this, a cover there, it's it's for a reason. This song must have had a purpose for them. Yeah. It's just odd for me to have a 10-song album and make one of those be a cover. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. It means 10% of your songs are not original. Technically. That's a big number. For, for a 10... 10 yeah, for unless a, you're doing for, a For a, a band album. that is more than 10 years as well. Yeah. But, I mean... It's it sounds good. They do a good job. It's just it's odd for me. I never knew I don't, that until now. I don't dislike it by any means. Uh, subject matter, um, like he, it's a, a song about a girl who like is willing to hold his hand, do all this stuff, but then she hurts the guy at the same time. Yeah, and it, they in in so much words that it kind of repeats itself over and over again. Like you, you just love me, don't but... understand. Do 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 exactly. Um, but it's it's not a bad song. It's not my favorite. But moving on to song number nine. Oh my gosh, man, you're going burp crazy, dude. I'm telling you this this one twenty minute. Um, the song number nine, I gave four stars, and it's another smiley face, which means my last recommendation. Heck yeah! It's called "Let Me Be Mine." My first thing I said Let about this. Let me be mine. Super duper catchy and upbeat. Oh um, yeah, the song's super happy sounding. Dun, 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 dun. 
Um, I'm not entirely sure what the song's about, but I think it's about letting love go free because uh, there's one line where he says, auction off what you love, it'll come back sometime. Auction off what, what you, you love, it will come back sometime. And you know what? The auction o- off. Other than the lyrics, the overdrive guitars come back. Yeah. So you know what that means? So every, All three songs every song I recommend that have those has overdrive. overdriven guitars. And that's, <laughs> I'm not going to say the guitars are not the reason why I like the songs. I, I've, okay. I see. promise you. Okay. See. I promise you. Mr. Punk Rock. Okay. Uh, look at Bob Dylan. He had some overdriven, like, like, like not overdriven, but songs. Not overdriven had. like this. But that's not the reason why I like the song. It, this is the happier sounding, much more melodically catchy and pleasing for me. So That's why punk, I like it. So it's more punk rock than whatever. Anything else? You decide. I like it for the reasons I like it. Super catchy. It's fun. He's talking about love uh, going away and coming back. Um, I don't know. I like the guitars. Um, but you know what my favorite part of the song is? What? Not an overdriven part. How about that? Oh wow! It's the <laughs> and in fact, all this... the overdriven guitars go away at that part. Is this just like whenever you love that that part in the Shins album? No, it's different. I don't, this isn't the mmm version. It doesn't give you the mmm mm feel. This is the ooh version. It doesn't give you the mmm feel. That's what I'm saying. Wait. Like in the mm Shins feel. with the da da dum dum. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, doesn't like, that, mm. it doesn't give me that mmm feeling. It gives you the oh feeling. It gives me the oh, I like that. Uh, the contrast, I think, between the overdrum guitars oh, and this. Oh, okay. The I contrast. really like this because it's like it's that contrast. rocky kind of like light rocky feel to a spacey, slightly I don't want to say dissonant but slightly out there feel. Yeah. With the okay. ooze, and the ooze is my favorite part in the song. Nice. Super catchy. Uh, Very nice. Number nine, great song. On to number ten, which is called New York Kiss. Oh yeah, I love this song. It's so good. Um, and I actually New forgot York to give it a rating. I would give it three and a half stars. Yeah, your New York Kiss. I like the song. It's not my favorite. It's not a skipper for me, though. How it's, about that? It's way better than all those other songs you gave, like, two stars, though. I gave it three and a half. It's not a skipper for me. Yeah, but three and a half is, like, low. It's good for me. That just means it's not my favorite. Compared to what you gave the other That means songs. it's not my favorite. It's, it's still good. All right. Um, it's got, like, an indie, like, electronic feel almost to it. Yeah, definitely. Not too far. Well, it's a stretch, but not too far off of that um, Broken Bells album, maybe. Because um, there are electronic instruments. I don't want to put lump it in the same group, but feel-wise... Kind of similar. Right? I mean, I would say similar, but just the fact that uh, James Mercer, James Mercer, yeah, I know, know it. I you. don't even know it. Yeah, um, his voice is way more. I'm not clear talking about. I'm not poignant, but I'm not talking about voices. But that has a huge just effect music. on how you hear the music. So I can't remember um, his Brit, name now. Brit, whatever. Brit it is. Daniels. Yeah, his voice has a huge impact on how you hear this music. Exactly. Just as James Mercer's voice has an effect on how you hear the Shins music. But this song's got like these. The drums are pretty fast and mm-hmm. consistent. There's a, a driving bass, yeah, um, and some electronic instruments. Probably a keyboard of some sorts. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. Uh, the song's pretty dancey, um, but oh th- also this like lyrically uh, subject matter. This song's about reminiscing. Oh yeah, reminiscing about like their first time in New, in York. New York. Yeah, like some time in New York where they saw the neon lights and like they had it shared was a passionate kiss, yeah. but. It's just a memory. Yeah. It's the, it's, she's moved on. It's, like, it's he's just remembering. memory for her. It's not like your New York kiss. Yeah. And so it's it's they're obviously not together anymore. Yeah. It was a great moment that he's always going to come back to and, and talk about how that was like the defining moment. Just, but 
Now it's just a memory. The song, the song is just so dancey. And you your New York kiss. And your New York kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Word from our sponsors. Hello. Now, time for a commercial break. Have you ever been at the supermarket, but you forgot your list? Oh my goodness, that has happened to me so many times. Here's the app for you. This app will guess what your list is. It is called Beetle App. Oh my gosh, does it record the information in my refrigerator? Nope. What? What does it do? Here's how the app works. Once you forget what your list is, you simply launch the app and this is what will happen. You'll say, Beetle App, what is my list? And it will guess. It'll say, did you want carrots today? And then, oh my gosh, that's so convenient. I'll be like, no, Beetle App, I didn't want carrots. And then Beetle App will say, did you want beets today? Oh my gosh, no, but this is going in reverse alphabetical order? What the heck, Beetle App? Did you want asparagus today? Oh my gosh, reverse alphabetical. But I did want asparagus. Oh my gosh, so helpful. Here's the app for you, Beetle App, for all grocery forgetting needs. Exactly. If you want your grocery needs met whenever you forget Beetle App today. Beetle App is not responsible for if you spend more than three hours over at the grocery store. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. So, so yeah, yeah, so Spoon. New York Kiss, like, New York it, Kiss, it was, man. Was, I gave it uh, three and a half stars. Good, good song, not my favorite. I feel like that deserves four, but that's, um, just, that's just my opinion. Overall album, uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half. Sorry, I like Gaga 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 is a four star album for me, which is pretty good. But I feel like that's just because you've heard it first. It might be for me. Um, in all honesty, sorry. Uh, oh, two for me, one for you. Um, uh, oh my gosh, stop burping, guy. I'm sorry, but. Uh, uh, no, I do but, like the album. I, re- I respect that, though. I'm not like, going to... Here, here's the thing. For Shins or for um, Decemberists, I'm going to come back and listen to the whole albums. This one, you won't. Exactly. For this one, I will not. I'm going to come back and I'm going to listen to those three songs plus a couple others. Yeah. Uh, ones that I, I, I moved over. I think I understand why. I believe the reason why is because it's much less upbeat and major in terms of key. Uh, no, I, I can't even say that that's the reason. Um... I'd say it's more melodic based than it's more it's more but it's more dancey and not like fast like the shins like kind of like, like broken bells yeah it's, yeah it's more it's like lay, it's more laid back it's more like EDM it's more not really EDM. not EDM no it's more dancey like it's yeah. more electronic that might be the reason which why. is maybe why you don't like it as much yeah but I don't dislike it I still love it though it's I know so I know you love it a lot I, it's not my favorite album I don't dislike it but it's it's not an album I could listen to, uh, that I would would listen to the whole way through by choice. How about that? Oh, it is for me definitely. Yeah. Fair enough. But of course, living, actually, with, living even, with lions. Is even also, living with lions, I don't. There's there's a couple songs I would skip through. Also, I mean, yeah, I mean, same here. Like I like I said earlier. Yeah. I mean, some of them I would skip through, but still, since good songs. since usually when I'm listening to it, I'm driving in my car. Um, I just kind of put it on my phone on Google Play. Not one of our sponsors. Um, <laughs> I just kind of put it on Google Play. And I just kind of let it play. And so I drive a lot during uh, my work days. Um, and so if maybe I have a 20-minute drive, I just kind of let it play. So I really don't try to skip songs. Fair enough. But there are songs on that which I would skip. All in all, uh, I think they were both pretty good albums. Yeah, let me ask you this last question. Fair enough. Did you 
in general, enjoy the album? Like, in terms of it opened you to New Horizons, it... Um, it I don't think it opened me to New Horizons because it's, it's not uh, music that I... Like, styles that I have not heard before. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, there was many times I put this album on in my car, and I... Even when it came to the songs I didn't care for, I didn't skip them because it I did not dislike them. But um, good, good album. Um, I'm not going to listen to every single song. Uh, so this was a good week for uh, beer music. I, I really love this peanut butter and jelly ale from Catawba. And I love this 120 minute. And it's so, so good. Uh, before we finish our beers, let's talk about next week. Okay. Or uh, technically in two weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about uh, a pretty recent album from a band that we both love. Uh, the band is called The Menzingers. And it was about a couple weeks ago that they released, uh, well, maybe about a month ago that they released the album Their After album. the Party. Yeah. Um, and if you remember back to the first uh, episode, we just talked about Frank Turner. Yes. So it was, it was one album and one beer that we tried. So next episode, which will be episode 12, we're going to talk about one album, which is this brand new album from the Menzingers, but we're going to do two, to, uh, one beer, right? One beer, yeah. We're yeah. going to have the KBS. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll do this exact same style again. A brand new album by the Menzingers, and a new beer for both of us. Um, if you haven't heard this album, After the Party by the Menzingers, check it out so you can be up to date by the time we uh, talk about this album. Yes, exactly, because we have already listened to it quite a bit. Um, we have seen them a couple times, right? Uh, yeah, twice. Twice. Um, so good live. They're amazing live. Yeah, Their back catalog's phenomenal. Yes, yes, that's very true. Um, but their so, new album is equally phenomenal. Yeah, so join us in two weeks for that uh, episode. And yeah. before we do that, let's uh, give the magic word and down our beers. Yes, let's. Yes. So, as always on American Brews and Tunes, here it goes. Delicious. Burp Tally. Who won? Oh, Burp Tally. So from now on, from this moment on, no burps will count. Who won? Oh my goodness. Steve, this is close. I think you won by one, but... 5, 10, 15, 20, 22. 5, 10, 15, 20, 22. Jesse won by one burp. I won by literally one burp. I owe you Taco Bell, dude. You know what, everybody? Thank you so much for listening. 2, 1, 1. What, 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 what? Once again, my name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this has been another episode of American Brews and Tunes. Thank you so much for listening. And ship it a beep not a mean song it's a good song just as it should song american brews and tunes shibbity beam a day